I mean, you will never experience cat and cow or down dog in the same way before. Let's oh. let's see what it does. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello and welcome back to the first Spanky Next of January 2024. This is a Fetchland BDSM podcast. I'm Anna, one of your hosts. Hello, Gregor. How are you? Hey, I'm Gregor. I'm, I'm okay. I'm actually not so good. I wanted to start this podcast like, oh, I'm so good. It's a new year and stuff. No, I'm having a cold and you might be able to hear it. I don't know. It's going around and why in Barcelona. Is that? It because of too much partying. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is not what this episode is about because I really wanted to tell you all about my lifestyle change and how I am now a yogi and drink less. And then all it takes is one weekend to get me back to <laughs> kind of <laughs> the, crazy yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, I think. Um, well, we were talking about it earlier that we're not we're not spring chickens anymore necessarily. We're not in our twenties where you could just brush off the hangover, like you know, and go out again the next day. Or maybe you can actually more than me. Yeah, but you know, I noticed that I've changed, and what annoys me the most is that everything people told me is actually true. You know, it gets that? it gets harder with age, and I just remember, you know, kind of when I was in my mid twenties, I would literally go partying and then come back home, sleep for two hours and go to work. Oh, yeah. And I could do it, you know, and I could do it even several nights a week. And um, this weekend I went out on a Saturday and I'm still kind of, t- I'm still tired, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my plan was to do dry January. And <laughs> oh, yeah. That's How's certainly, that going? That certainly didn't happen. I will tell you that much. But I have reduced. And yeah. for anyone that doesn't follow me personally on Instagram... <laughs> You won't know that I recently adopted a new dog five days ago, and she's the cutest little thing, so she is my excuse to be really fucking wholesome. Let's please talk more about this dog. She's, like, the cutest thing. I kind of, wow, oh, I, I love her so angel. much. Oh, And we've been taking her out already, and she sits there in bars. But actually, I think we're doing too much too soon. But, but- also, I also have to say... Are you sure she's adopted? Because she looks like so expensive. You know? <laughs> Have you told yeah, me but... all the story about a rescue dog and she looks like she came in a Chanel bag? Oh, doesn't she? She looks like yeah. she really would go in a bag. Yeah. No, she really is. She does, She's not a breed. Like She's all sorts of mix. Like She kind of looks like a fox. She has ears of a palenco. So she is a real mixed bitch, as they kept saying. But um, she does look super kind of... Yeah. I would pay so much money for her, but I didn't because she's a little stray dog. Oh, and now she has the best home. Like, really kind she of, you does. know, there's this meme. And also, because my sister, she's also got a rescue dog. And this rescue dog, Roxy, now she's kind of, I think she's the most spoiled being on earth. I have no idea <laughs> how she managed to survive in Romania. Because, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, she got a Romanian one. Yeah, yeah a Romanian one. Yeah. Anyway. If you're just tuning into this podcast for the first time, this is not a lifestyle podcast about sobriety and getting a dog. This is about BDSM and fetish. It's about and BDSM. We norm- and we, in this podcast, we usually sit down with a sex positive guest or someone hardcore in the kink scene or someone doing something interesting in a specific dynamic. Anything you guys want to hear, we provide, obviously. And this week, we are talking about kinky yoga yes let me tell you the story how it came to this episode and the thing is sorry for going back to the lifestyle 
Um, I've been doing a yoga teacher training. And yes. uh, in one of our training sessions, uh, my teacher said, you know, nowadays there's all sorts of, of yoga. There's like puppy yoga and, and there's wine yoga. And then she got very quiet and said, and there's even kinky yoga. And they even <laughs> use toys. And I thought, oh my God, I need to know about this. And we need to speak about this in our, uh, on our podcast. And so I reached out to them, to uh, Alice and Pau. And they actually were really happy to come on the pod and talk about their kinky yoga sessions, their kinky yoga workshops. Yeah, it's interesting that like, I reckon your yoga teacher would have said that quietly, not knowing that there was an actual BDSM podcaster in the in, in her the class. midst. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like sort of you know proverbial ears sort of raised to anything kink related. Oh, totally. Yeah. But yeah, maybe tell people a little bit more about them in terms of they're in Barcelona, right? Yeah. So this is quite a local thing for us. Uh, we both live in Barcelona, so we are definitely going to be going to one of the sessions. They haven't had one since we discovered them, but I believe at the end of January they will have yeah, I uh, think like on another the 21st, kinky. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And for now, it's generally for women, I believe. You might go there before I do. <laughs> exactly, because then they're going to open it up to couples and then all sorts of people who want to get involved. But for now, it has this very much female empowerment lens to it all. There's yeah. letting go, women's pleasure, this sort of more like goddessy worship and tantra that mm. I, as you know, Gregor, know absolutely nothing about really. Uh, but it was very interesting to hear from Alice and Powell actually what tantra means and how they incorporate it into kink yeah. as well. I mean... You'll hear them tell it way better than I ever could. But what I liked about it is how they uh, create a very safe space around uh -huh. yoga and use that space to explore kind of intimacy, sexuality and yeah, what you're really into and how to um, practice that in a in a very safe, intimate environment. We'll put a link in the show notes to their events if you're ever in Barcelona and you can, can probably reach out to them online if you have any questions about kinky yoga or one of their retreats. But I think for now, shall yeah. we get them in here? Let's get them in let here. And tell you about kinky yoga. Alice and Pao, hello and welcome to Spanky Next. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very excited to be here. Very excited. This is actually a curious story because I'm, I'm doing a yoga teacher training and my yoga teacher, and she said, you know, nowadays they do all kind of crazy forms of yoga, like yoga and wine and yoga and a DJ. And then she said, and there's even kinky yoga. <laughs> And I thought, oh, my God, I have to know about this. Can we please interview them? And so I'm really, I'm so happy that this is happening. Maybe just tell us what you're doing. Okay, so Pau, Desi and I, we have this collective called Rising Moon Rise. And so we run retreats, classes and workshops. And we did a retreat last year now that was called Awaken the World Feminine. And we did this workshop where women were blindfolded and they were dressed 
and we put on some sexy sensual music and they were invited to slowly strip for themselves down to their nice underwear. And Pow and I were like totally blown away by this visual, by women like touching themselves and exploring their bodies with the blindfolds on. It was highly erotic and beautiful. And Desi kept saying to us that you should do kinky yoga as a regular practice at Shanti where we both teach. We kind of played with that idea. And then when we were doing the Holy Whore retreat, which we did earlier this year, that's when kinky yoga really kind of was born. And we offered the full practice as part of the retreat. Um, So yeah, that was kind of how it sort of was born. And then we've taken on there doing now workshops at Shanti. Um, where people can can taste kinky yoga for themselves without having to come on a retreat as well. Uh, popping up when we mentioned holy whore. <laughs> so um, maybe we can tell you a little bit more about that because um, we received quite a lot of resonance and feedback towards both kinky yoga and holy whore because the names are quite uncommon and uncommonly heard, especially in the yoga scene. So I think we have both our own process, whether or not we can even call it and whether or not it is in alignment with our values and our paths on yoga, right? But uh, basically, the Holy Whore Retreat was an intention um, to gather the erotic innocence and the sacred sex. So the intention was to approach this kind of split in a feminine collective experience of womanhood and psyche between the virgin, the good girl and the slut, right? And and can be both simultaneously and much beyond that. So basically retreat was uh, designed for women to explore sexuality from a conscious place, from a sacred place, from a holy place. Um, and, and to weave all aspects of themselves together. So we uh, approach it from the place of Tantra, which is a non-duality practice, right? And it helps us to weave all dualities back into a unified whole. And this is where we really dove a little bit deeper into the, the practice of conscious kink and, and kinky yoga. And uh, uh, such a juicy practice and really made women come alive and explore parts of themselves and parts of their subconscious desires and boundaries and um, consent or or different parts of their sexuality and sensuality that maybe usually they wouldn't have the space to explore, right? So we basically created a safe, sacred space in which they felt held enough to to explore parts that they wouldn't dare to explore otherwise. And that was just so, so delicious. Honor to see that. Mm. And, uh, and we thought, okay, we need to offer kinky yoga outside of the holy whore retreats as well to, to allow more women, more people to come and, and join us. Yeah. Before we dive into the kinky yoga experience, could you maybe kind of quickly explain a bit what Tantra is actually? Because I've heard so much. I've heard it from so many different ways and still kind of the first thing that pops into my mind is tantric sex oh. and i think it's not only Same. about the tantric sex so could you maybe give a, a yeah. bit of an overview and the first thing that comes to my mind is i think i was taught it's withholding orgasm like that's the only thing that i know <laughs> about <laughs> it to be honest yeah that's where where the mind goes usually of most people right when we think of tantra we think of our retained ejaculation uh, hour-long orgasms that then ripple out through the whole body and into the universe and 
great great <laughs> things uh all really really appreciate it <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's definitely just one very very small fraction of what tantra is and tantra is such an ancient philosophy and practice that basically like i really like to approach everything that i learn about from uh, a place of etymology like looking at the root of the word where does the word tantra comes from to really look at the definition of it and tantra comes from the two sanskrit words tanoti and trayati tanoti means to expand and trayati means to liberate so tantra is a non-duality practice that helps us to expand our consciousness and through this expansion liberate us from the illusion of separation and uh, therefore tantra basically understands all the dualities that we've created in our world in order to survive right seeing the world from a place of duality is a survival mechanism when we had to determine whether a situation was safe or dangerous right this is where duality came from good or bad light or dark high and low kinky or sacred or you know holy or wild good girl bad girl all these dualities that we still kind of we see the world through the lens of duality and tantra understands the necessity of duality in terms of survival but in order to thrive not only to survive tantra weaves the dualities back into a unified whole so tantra is basically an embodiment practice and a philosophy and a practice that is very ancient deeply rooted in hinduism but basically one of the only spiritual paths and practices that does not deny the body or does not deny the senses or the sex as part of the human and spiritual experience because it doesn't distinguish between matter and spirit between body and spirit between body and mind there's no hierarchy in tantra so therefore because it is so special that tantra includes sexuality as part of the spiritual path we kind of focus on that because it's so unique and we reduce it often to the mere sexual aspect of it but tantra is, is much more than that but this aspect of, of weaving dualities together that is i believe one of the core aspects and core principles and also seeing everything in the world as an expression of the divine right and tantra basically supports the belief that we're not human beings on a spiritual journey but spiritual beings on a human journey so basically it invites us to dive deeper into all experiences of of this human miracle of life right which includes anger which includes rage which includes grief which includes all spectrum of emotions so through descending deeper into these parts of ourselves into our body we can then ascend and transcend into a different realms as well. I have to say I've never heard it like explained like that. Because I'm hearing it so much more like uh, I've met someone the other day and they were sort of weaving in things about tantra and I just thought sex and I was like this is my kind of person because you know we talk about sex all the time. Uh, but they weren't talking about that at all so that's a really nice explanation. Yeah. As we're a kinky podcast, I'm 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 keen to hear about your background before the Holy Whore retreat. Did you have any experience with kink? Were you guys in any scenes or was this quite new to you as well? Yeah, I think in all honesty, it's quite new for me in terms of doing it with other people. When I think about my relationship like with kink and stuff, I've always I describe myself as quite a, a sexual person and I I think I'm a bit of an exhibitionist at heart, you know, and I like a little bit of voyeurism and the potential to get caught or something like that. Like I've always enjoyed that. And I think a lot of kinks have been in my head 
and I've not had so much opportunity to explore them. But actually, like running like kinky yoga and the holy horse felt very, very natural. So obviously, it's something very aligned in my core person. But yeah, I think um, with kink for me, it's it's been something that I've definitely felt in, much more empowered through the work that we're doing to be able to push my own boundaries of that and feel and feel comfortable with it. And it feels very, very natural to do it in the environments that we're creating because we do create this very safe and sacred space when we offer any kind of activity. Yeah, and I always loved a bit of kinky porn as well. Definitely enjoy that. (laughs) I do have my fair share of kinky party experience. You know, like in growing up in Germany, Hamburg, Berlin, I got a... The hot spots. spots. I mean, there's no no places kinkier, to be honest. (laughs) Barcelona is not that bad either. Yeah. But yeah, I I really always enjoyed the experience of going to these kinky parties and slipping into different roles and alter egos and explore different parts of myself that wouldn't come through in a usual environment. And I, you know, I dove into topics of free love and um, kinky parties and and triangle relationships and all these different experiences that for instance in my like early teenage years I was pretty much in the good girl trying to fit in the good girl box and then I broke out of that box and explored like different different scenes and I feel like you know there's this meme um, of this kind of very conservatively dressed guy like with a tie and and a suit in front and behind him is a mirror and you can see that his ass and everything is is naked and like full of kinky shit I think I've seen this yeah this is how I sometimes felt you know like even as a yoga teacher like and I feel that kinky yoga and our holy horror retreats and tantra and all the work that we do with sacred sexuality is allowing both to exist simultaneously as two sides of the same coin and not to hide the sexual kinky curious wild parts of us but actually just to show it and to share it i think that's such a good point because i have this feeling that you know people associate sexuality still with something dirty and then you're on the, on the other hand you have yoga which is something like super pure and then how do you combine these two so here's the question how do you combine these two and when people come to your workshops what what can they expect what really happens yeah it's interesting to say about that because that's actually a, a topic that comes up a lot in the workshops is shame and about kind of pushing through these feelings of shame and like having these experiences where women can share their fantasies can share their kinks uh, and have it voiced out loud and respected and and people see themselves in one another and that helps to like get rid of this shame because at the end of the day we all have these incredible bodies to use right and to explore and that's what life is all about and we want to have fun and yeah and play so I think fun is definitely a key part of kinky yoga. <laughs> we always try to to have that as, you know, in, in our mind when we're creating the kind of architecture of the, the practice. And also, as we've heard you talk about a lot on the on the podcast, consent and making sure that people feel really comfortable. We do practices where they can embody consent and and use their body language and then also um, consent in a vocal way as well so that they're practicing different ways to, ha- to explore their boundaries and what feels good for them. That's like a key part of kind of the start of the workshop. 
and also as Pal's been talking about weaving in tantra as well so she does this beautiful practice this tantric breast massage to connect with the heart every workshop slightly different because we want to keep changing up and we also want to keep exploring like actually these different kinky practices and what we feel will resonate with people at different you know different times of the year and also for them to have the the kinky yoga part is is really fun because we have toys with us so we we sort of talk about it as like a soft introduction to kink right because they have toys that we, we we use so we have whips paddles ticklers different kind of natural fibers to use with people we really give them the power to choose what they want so basically when we start the kinky yoga practice maybe they're on all fours and they're gyrating around in their sexy lingerie and then we'll be like okay who wants naughty or nice and then we go around so if someone puts their hand up and then we ask them what do you want and then they might say oh, I want I want naughty, I want it on my ass. So then we spank them on their ass and we check in, like, how does that feel? Yeah. Oh, nice. Like, <laughs> Sounds you know, really like, oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Mostly naughty. Yeah. <laughs> so is it is it all female? At the moment, yeah, we've just done it with women, but we want to do one for mm. for couples, partners, for have more open lovers. Lovers, yeah. yeah. Mixed, mixed. Uh, we mm. get a lot of requests and a lot of, sometimes weird requests that we deny <laughs> but, um, uh, join the club but then uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure of that yeah um yeah most people want naughty most mm. of the women want to be spanked you know whipped a little bit and and yes that's pretty interesting as well for me uh the difference between all the experience that i had on kinky parties and then seeing the space that we create it's like night and, and day, the, 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 the approach to kink from a place of safety and consciousness and consent. Because I, I notice, I mean, you guys, you guys know it, when you go to kinky parties, you are then in a different role. And sometimes, I don't know, I find it sometimes difficult to navigate the space in between the boundaries that I would set as me and then the boundaries that I would set in a space of a, of a kinky party where I'm like in a different role and in a different alter ego. And sometimes I did check in with myself afterwards and I saw that I might have maybe not navigated the space well enough, that maybe my boundaries were not set clear enough in the beginning or, you know, I don't know if you had the same experience. But for me, that was often the, the case that maybe I did some things where I, I thought in the aftermath, yeah, well, maybe the, my, my boundaries weren't as clear, right? So that is something really different in our workshops that we really teach women, first of all, how to practice consents, how to practice boundaries, and how to practice the, the how to cultivate the practice of asking what you want, mm. right? Because it's not only saying no to something, but it is saying yes to something else. Mm. And I was missing places where kink was approached from a conscious place. And, and this is something that we're trying to to kind of merge together. Mm. And the people-pleasing thing as well, that came up mm. a lot in the last one. Like women so often are in this place, especially in like a sexual environment where it's like you want to please whoever you are with and you feel like you have to be the good girl and, you know, like, and actually giving them this space where they feel empowered to be like, actually, no, that doesn't feel good for me or actually I want this here, touch me there really helps them to feel much more like they can express what they what they want and that's really something that I think is very powerful from these workshops mm -hmm. helping helping women to really 
communicate that and feel confident in it as well. Also demystifying the whole topic of feminine sexuality, feminine pleasure, feminine orgasms. You know, we're big fans of Erica Lust and all her amazing work. And we, we do a lot of like sex education as well on our retreats. We teach about the anatomy of pleasure. We teach about the different gates of pleasure for women, uh, the different multiple and multidimensional ways of experiencing orgasms as a woman, right? And so a, a big part, for instance, that we always talk about on our retreats and in our workshops is the, the, the practice of performance. Because often, especially as women, we are in this in this mode of performing, right? Performing an orgasm, performing a certain pose or how we look like during sex. Mm -hmm. And that kind of takes away our own pleasure. That takes away this kind of deep surrender into the moment of just being and receiving and or giving or dominating or being submissive or whatever it is that, that you're into, right? But mm -hmm. on our workshops, what we what we always try to to invite the women to is to not be in a, in a mode of performance but in a mode of just pure presence. This really resonates because until like the last couple of years, and I'm someone that's very outspoken, I work in sex, um, I'm very open sexually, I really had this problem with performance and with not feeling comfortable in saying no and saying yes and saying, actually, that doesn't feel good for me. This thing that I think is like maybe a bit unusual, I'm not going to really bring up too much. And now I have much better language, but it can always be improved. So it's something that I think that I would benefit from. And there's probably so many women out there that are less open sexually who are also struggling with this. So, you know, you don't know who could really benefit from going to a class like that. Yeah, and the, and the whole like sexual awakening, sexual liberation and living your sexuality in a free way, we can also become very performative in that, right? Like, oh, I'm such a wild, open, feral representation of the feminine. And, and we sometimes then lose the other side of the coin, which is the innocence of our eros you know the the inherent innocence of our eros that doesn't have to be always you know, it's just it's it's playing with the edges it's playing with different kinks and kink doesn't have to be leather and spank kink can be something very subtle the realm is just so so wide would you say it's the first kinky experience for a lot of your participants yeah absolutely like um we did a session a few weeks ago and I think for everyone, actually, it was a first introduction, which is amazing because it was sat there and we're like, everyone's an open book for this and just, you know, ready to explore. And that's, that is such a huge honor for us to be able to hold this space where they feel comfortable enough to come to it as well, because obviously there's this natural like curiosity that they want to explore it and, and this is kind of a nice step into it where it is, it's softer, they're not going to do anything that steps beyond their comfort zone and well we hope and if, if they do they can you know they can step back and as well of course and so yeah a lot of people are coming to it quite new which is amazing. In our first one there was one one girl with a lot of kinky party experience as well and for her even like you know like experiencing it in such a different setting was just so she became so alive and like mm. she was she you know like so vocal and liberated and this it's just completely different like every kinky party is different every kinky experience is different right so there's uh it can be so multifaceted and no matter how much experience you have 
it can bring you like a different nuance to the topic. But yeah, mostly mm -hmm. it's like a tickle. We tickle the fancy of, of <laughs> yeah. it's like a tease. <laughs> yeah. A tease towards what we would do yeah. on the retreats, which goes deeper, right? Mm. I'm interested to know, are you leading the session always and it's quite individual or are people playing with each other? So we, we lead it, but they also offer space where they are doing partner work together. So on the last one, we had it where they took it in turns, one to be the submissive and one to be the dominant in a dance exercise together. And then one of them, who was the dominant, had a toy. So she could pick whichever toy she wanted from what we had. So they are getting to play with each other there, but it's in a sort of setting where we're guiding it as well. So then they know very clearly what's what's going on. But that's definitely something that we would like to explore more of, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now we ha we have different exercises in, in couples, alone, uh, in group dynamics, uh, just to explore like, yeah, the different dynamics that can be created between two people mm. and then switching couples as well and seeing how the energy matches with someone else and practicing there as well boundaries consent and and desire and yeah different like power settings right uh and dynamics of of submission and dominance so mm -hmm. for us it's always like we're just witnessing it from a place of what the fuck this is our job yeah you really are it's how did i end up here yeah. this yeah. is so great i think we That's we incredible. also ask this question sometimes as well we're we're not I mean, it's great, but yes, also we sometimes we're like, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I've become someone at my new job because like, me and Gregor don't work together full time anymore. Said that I'm like a BDSM historian, um, and everyone should refer to me for their like BDSM You're like an expert, info. Yeah. And I thought I have to say, ten years ago, I never would have seen this for myself, but loving it. Amazing. <laughs> What has the feedback been from women who did your workshop? The biggest word that comes through is empowering. Mm. Like they feel so empowered through this practice, which is just amazing. They feel like they've had this space to be able to free their sexuality as well in a place that is comfortable and, and safe. Um, some other words that come up, they also get to see like their desires voiced hear their size voice and see them in other people as well what other things feel very present in their bodies um feel more confident as well because you know women come they we invite them to wear kinky wear fetish sexy so you know they it's really up to them to to come in what they feel and i think that that also really helps with body image as well and body confidence because you know obviously everyone has a unique beautiful body and And it's so lovely to see that people feel comfortable enough to to sh to to sh to show and 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 be in a space where there's no judgment as well. Mm. That's really important for us. Definitely, you know, they were, you know, we 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 told them about Observatoria del Placer and all these other um, like kinky explorations that they can dive into because they it really did tickle their fancy. And I think now they would go the extra step to go to to another setting while before there w might have been like sort of a resistance towards it. Mm. And I think also a word that came up uh, in the feedback was magnetism. Like the women felt magnetic afterwards because after connecting so deep to themselves and there is, I mean, 
you know, there's a reason why in Tantra, sexuality is part of the spiritual path. Like in Tantra, the orgasm is considered to be a glimpse of enlightenment. And sexual awakening is very much connected with spiritual awakening. So when you have this sexual liberation and sexual awakening, you feel so deeply connected with yourself and that radiates into the world. So women come out of our workshops and they feel like a magnet to, to you know, they, they're magnetic in their energy field. And that's just so, so beautiful. I have a few logistical questions. Um, so how long is a session? Are there multiple sessions? Then do you do aftercare of any kind? Great question. So the workshop is three hours long. The aftercare, well, we have, we create a group with the guests so that they can share any feedback as well. We check in with people, we see how they're doing, how they want, if they want to share with us anything from the experience after the workshop as well. What was the other question? What was the middle question? Oh, um, how many, is it like multiple sessions <laughs> or one session? So we, we do multiple. We've got one coming up in January on the 21st, Sunday the 21st of Jam. And yeah, our hope is that people will come to multiple sessions because each one will be different. And then also that if they want to go further, as Powell said, they can come to the Holy Hall. So we have that coming up in June next year, June 6th to 9th. And a second one as well, a bit later in the year so that they have got this ability to go deeper into the practices. And then, like we say, hopefully we'll do one with lovers, couples, partners, play friends. The intention was also, um, I mean, we were doing a lot of sex education in general in our work on our retreats and beyond. We had uh, the producer of um, some of the Erika Lust movies also invited to an event in Shantivida and talking about sex and breast cancer for instance um you know so we're we're trying to break a lot of taboos in the in the topic of sexuality in general and what we're trying to do with the conscious kink and the kinky yoga is to also bring in different people to teach us about spanking about squirting about bdsm about bondage and um, bring in also external experts uh, into the kinky workshops and into the kinky yoga so that every every workshop is truly different and an enrichment towards anyone who comes also mm. regularly mm. Nice. should get you guys i was just come. thinking mm-hmm. oh, yeah, uh, well if you ever yes. need any experts <laughs> we'd love it you know what i'm really thinking <laughs> is i'd actually i'd actually love to come to the one in january maybe if you have space and we could also mm. talk about it mm. on the podcast after about my experience mm. Beautiful. oh but your experience oh. yeah yeah we'd i mean how that. good do you have to be at yoga you can come to the couples one too true yeah, yeah, I, I really want to see my partner in a kinky yoga workshop. Like, he's just, he's he's very stiff. And not in that way. Sorry, that <laughs> that's sounds okay. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's exactly not the worst, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, he needs yoga anyway. But also, I think it would be very enlightening for him as well. I mean, you will never experience cat and cow or down dog in the same way before. Let's oh. let's see it at that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sure bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it... working in down dog while being spanked is a whole oh whole other god. level. <laughs> is it like is it quite basic my yoga practices that it's not like a super high level, or is it? It's open. It's very open. It's definitely not super high level. It so. I mean, my background is very much like sensual yoga. That's something that I feel very natural in in kind of sharing. So um, it's a lot of like movement on the floor, like Pao saying doing cat cow. Um, I mean, it lends itself already, let's be honest, to 
a kinky practice because you've got your ass in the air, you've got your pussy in the air, and it's just, you can play with that. And, mm-hmm. and like we've been saying, like playing these roles of like, who are you when you're on all fours? And, you know, maybe like embodying someone different, a different part of yourself. And and so the, yeah, the yoga practice. Yeah, we some, sometimes even ask uh, our participants to n- give a name to their inner whore. Mm. You know, what is like the name of your inner whore of mm. this kinky alter ego of yours? And that's really, really interesting what comes up then. Yeah. It, it was really interesting for me as well. Like a name came up where I was like, where the fuck did that come from? But <laughs> it's uh, really, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So no, it's, it's definitely not something you need to be like, oh, I'm not good at yoga. Like no problem at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very non-linear practice you know yeah. it's not like an ashtanga practice or hatha or um, you know where you follow like a very dogmatic approach of like asana it's it's more like breaking the dogma of yoga and breaking the linear structures of the asanas and exploring them in a more intuitive like letting the wisdom of your body guide mm-hmm. the practice letting your breath harness like this pleasure through the body right like breathing can be so sensual and voicing out moaning sounds and I mean, weaving all that into yoga is just so, so delicious. And it just, um, yeah. And it's almost a dance, isn't it, really? Yeah. Because it is is so sensual. You know, there's a lot of hip movement, hip grinding, hip circles, because essentially we want to wake up the creative sexual energy. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a lot of focus on, you know, on the womb and the sexual organs and just getting everything all the juices flowing basically yeah. all of the blood flow there because it's so nourishing for you on so many levels oh, yeah we're working with bandhas like engaging the muscles around the sex organs and the perineum and the anus and the vulva right and like seeing what it does to engage the muscles and soften them and bringing the breath there and doing pelvic pumps and pumping the 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 hips on the floor to like bring in some vibration or cupping our vulvas and just seeing how how you know the pulsation kind of ripples through the body and it's like yeah so it's not a usual yoga practice (laughs) sounds like i have to say it sounds like way more up my street than normal yoga yeah, mm. I thought this might maybe be a very good moment to tell people where they can find you and especially everybody who is uh, curious how they can join one of your upcoming workshops or also your retreat. Thank you. So we offer Kinky Yoga at Shanti Vida, which is in Calle de Colos, number 20, in Barcelona. So we both also teach there as well. We both have regular classes and we also have the Holy Horror Retreats. So this is, we um, offer this retreat with Desi as well, who's the founder of Shanti Vida. So that one's coming up June 6th and 9th. We also have other retreats as well as part of the Rise and Rise Collective, called the, one called The Witches Immersion. And it's coming up for the Spring Equinox in March next year. Yeah, I would say that this is the best way, maybe through our Instagrams as well, mm-hmm. connecting with us if you have any questions about kinky yoga if there's any resistance or curiosity or something you want to explore we're always available to talk also outside the the workshops like we always say that any setting that we create it doesn't have a beginning and no end so we always want to offer continuations and for instance after our retreats where we go much deeper into the topic of sexuality which can bring up a lot of triggers and maybe even trauma right so we have like our backgrounds and trauma-informed practices as well so we make always you know sure that we're offering spaces in which we can 
also hold the space in the right way. But we always offer integration calls where the where we check in with the women as well. And we're always there for anyone who wants to check in with us outside the workshops as well. Yeah, the next one coming up t 21st of January for next Kinky Yoga. Yes, and we'd love to have you there. I'd love to be there. It's also nice because actually Barcelona, you talked about Erica Lust, but there's like a pretty big sex but sexual porn scene here. So it's nice for us all to gather together and, you know, do more together. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yes, please. It would be an honor. What a conversation. I really like how um, actually BDSM is coming more to the mainstream or there's, oh, well, to phrase it better, how there's more and more BDSM offerings. And that's also what they said, that you don't necessarily have to go to a sex party or you don't have to explore it in your own home where you might not know certain things, but you can explore certain things in a really safe space. A hundred percent. And also the more sort of sensual soft side of kink, that it doesn't have to be dungeons and you don't have to have loads of toys. It could just be as a simple like brushing of the ass, small spanking, starting slow. And I think it's a, a lot for women that we enjoy sensual touch as much as maybe penetration. You know, like sex mm. for us isn't as simple as like the act. It can be all sorts of things that bring out sort of like our horny sensual side. And I like that they really encourage that in their play element. Yeah. You know, because I think if you're not very, very careful, sex can be like almost, <laughs> it can feel like an exam where you just try to think, okay, what could the other person be into? Oh, are they liking this? Yes. Are they liking that? Performance it, based. Exactly. And you just kind of think, oh my God, I hope I perform well. <laughs> yeah, I hope they think I'm good exactly. and that I'm doing the right thing. Exactly, because it's so important to be good at sex. Everybody wants yeah. to be good at sex. Everybody. And <laughs> I really think kind of uh, workshops like the Kinky Yoga workshop give you the opportunity to actually find out what it is you are into. And that helps you to have better sex because all the pressure and performance anxiety goes away. So I'm probably going to check it out <laughs> and go down to one Please of their sessions. Do. Maybe we'll do like an Instagram sort of video or reel about the experience or something like that because obviously it's a safe space i'm not going to go in and record but watch this space and if you're someone in another place interested in kinky yoga why don't you look into it and even maybe start one yourself because that's yeah. what they did and if you're interested in kink and fetish in general follow this podcast uh, recommend us to your friends and leave us a rating on the podcast platform of your choice. The review is really important for people to find us. So really please important. do give us a review. Only a good one. Don't give us a bad one, obviously. Exactly. Only good ones. <laughs> and get the word out there. But until next time, keep it kinky. Keep it kinky. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to Spanky Next on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Spanky Next Podcast. If you'd like to connect with people who share your kinks, sign up to fetish.com for free or download the FET app from Google Play Store and the App Store now. And for any one of you who is looking to deepen their knowledge of kink, head to the BDSM training school on fetish.com and enroll in a course now. 
And last but not least, shout out to our producer, Billy Cragen, our kinky team, and everyone who makes this podcast possible.